Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of our Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love our leadership podcast community. I want to encourage you, continue to write reviews, rate it, subscribe, share it with your friends, let people know about it, and let us know how these episodes are impacting your leadership. Remember, we believe there's a leader within everyone. Let's help that leader become a little more supernatural. Today, super excited, we have a special guest with us, James W. Gall. For those of you who do not know him, he is the founder of God Encounters Ministries, formerly known as the Encounters Network. He's an international best-selling author, certified life language coach, an advisor to leaders in ministries, and a recording artist. And James has traveled and over and ministered and spoken in over 50 nations around the world. He has numerous classes with corresponding curriculum kits and is the author of more than, get this, 50 books, including The Seer, The Prophet, The Discerner, The Feeler, The Lost Art of Intercession, Praying with God's Heart, and The Scribe. He is also the founder of Gaul, of Gaul Ideation LLC, where creativity, consulting, and leadership training come together. And he is based out of Franklin, Tennessee. And he has just released a new book called The Feeler, which we're going to dive in today. And we're going to take some of the, the, the contents, the substance of that book, and see how it applies to our life as leaders and impacting our leadership in a more supernatural way. So without further ado, I want to welcome James W. Gall. Welcome, James. It's good to be with you, Sean, and and your sphere of influence in the Ottawa, Canada, and that area there, and and from sea to shining sea, 
and uh, love Canada, but obviously your sphere is not limited to Ottawa or to Canada. And I believe in you and that there is a leader that is waiting to be discovered inside of every believer. Come on, that's awesome. And if you if you've already if you've never heard James before, you would already know that he has the type of voice that you just want to listen to. <laughs> it's it's like that soothing, deep, intense voice, man. You, you you have a very distinct voice. I know that we were just talking about this before we came on the call. Very distinct voice. And and my hope today is that through the power of your voice, not only are you are we going to bring some amazing substance to the listeners today but but the people are going to feel the power of god which is what we're talking about you know the whole premise of this podcast is the difference between the principle principle led leadership and presence led leadership there's a huge chasm between the two and so uh just to, to dive in a little bit to the book i want to read this one little clip uh from your book that just kind of explains what the feeler is all about. It says this, the feeler by James W. Gall delivers a remarkable biblical perspective on our emotions and how they help us to discern and act on God's voice. Now, if you've been listening to any of these podcast episodes, then you would know this is a favorite topic of discussion. We've talked about uh, the voice of God so many times, and now we're going to dive in even a little more deeper. Now, James, yeah. Give us a little bit more of sort of, or a description, maybe a little bit more of a deeper description on what this book is really all about. And then we're going to dive into some questions. Yeah. So obviously one of the primary scriptures would come from Hebrews chapter five, verse 14, where it says solid food. Now, not everybody eats solid food. A lot of people eat comfort food. And a lot of people are junkies. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> True. Solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have exercised their senses to discern good and evil. Now, it's not good versus evil. The mature know how to handle good and evil. It's not one or the other, one versus the other, it's both and. But it's solid food is for the mature who because of practice sessions. And in the way we can say there's no perfect start and we must allow that. And this is where we've got to allow ourselves and others and i'm going to already throw in something this is where small group interaction and mentorship is so incredibly valuable because it's through practice that we learn to exercise and grow in in what how to use our senses to do what discern good and evil. And so then what's our senses? And so I have written an actually a modern day classic, The Seer. That's about science. amazing book. One of my favorite books, by the way, you haven't read The Seer. 
by the seer you can buy it on godencounters.com or on amazon it's a great book and many others now have then because that came out 15 years ago wow but that has become like a foundation then that others have built upon and then you know so sight well so we have to ask well what are the senses i wish common sense was one of them huh <laughs> but it's not so, so it's not it's, common. So sense is not common. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's sight, there's hearing. And as you just mentioned earlier, hearing God is one of the most important things that we need to cultivate in all of our lives. And one of the most probably hot button topics that your listeners are hungry for and to learn more about. So just like you teach on it, I also have a whole curriculum kit and a book and a class hearing God's voice today, not just yesterday, hearing God's voice today. So there's sight, there's hearing, there's smell, there's taste. But where I pick up and I use this phraseology, I could use some other term. I could call it the emotive or sensitivity and but i have i have become to a certain degree a wordsmith and so the word feeler relates to a lot of people like the seer and um so this deals with sensitivity so out of the five senses so it is touch it's the heart it is feelings and but i'm not trying to give people a license at all to run with your emotions not in the least bit i'm trying to help people to realize though that we are to get our emotional dimension of our lives whole healed sanctified and that jesus lives in us and that jesus was moved by compassion and the word compassion and i could give you the greek words and all that but it's in the book is an internal eruption of the heart of the father that is an emotion, an internal eruption of the heart of the Father that moves us into action. Wow. And if Jesus lives in us, and if our heart is in union with his, we can feel the heart of the Father because Jesus is an exact representation of the Father and Jesus lives in us then we can learn to trust that nuance, that urge, that sense, that sensitivity. So this feeler, hey, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story. This helped me huge. Now I am a, also a certified life language communications trainer. That helped me a lot in my journey too. But I have a friend who, who is in heaven now named David Dryling. The man is a mes messianic Jewish genius 
who got his master's degree in, in uh, math from New York University at the age of 17 with straight A's at 17. He was a genius. And he was also a prophet. Odd combination. And he was treasurer of my board. We ran together around the world. And he went to be with the Lord. And he showed up in one of my dreams. Now, this man was a world-class broker, real estate agent, had his doctorate in brokerage. Wow. And so he appears in a dream. He hands me a book in a dream, and he says, you must read this. And I go, huh, what? And it was the highly sensitive person. Really? That was it. No, he, 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 he stuck it in my heart, in my chest. And he says, you must read this book. And it was a new, I didn't know it at the time. It was a New York Times bestseller book. Wow. Professional psychotherapy book. Highly sensitive person. Wow. Bam. So you went and, you went and Googled it. the next day. You kind of went and Googled it and found it. Oh, I, I, that, that when I wake up out of the dream. Wow. I mean, the guy's in heaven, a genius, a prophet, Jewish, messianic, puts a book in my heart and says from heaven, you must read this book. He said, it will train, it will help you and it'll help you training the next generation prophets is what he said. And it was wow. said from a marketplace prophet. And so wow. I go, oh, so I go Google it. There it is, written 20 years ago. And it was a New York Times best-selling book, highly, the highly sensitive person. So I get it. And did it ever help me understand myself and prophetic people in particular on sensitivity? So my fourth chapter in this book because it's discovering how sensitivity, it's about the feeler. And I discovered more about the nature of the Holy Spirit himself, because the Holy Spirit, not only are we to develop the feeler, sensitivity to others, to the Holy Spirit, but I also learned as a the personhood of God, the third person of God, God, the Holy Spirit is sensitive. Mm, oh, yeah. this opened up wow. chapters of revelation to me. Anyway, so so if I can just anyway, interject for one yeah. one thing here, I, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's great because you know, for some listeners out here that even they hear the the, the term the feeler, mm -hmm. they disqualify themselves and say, Well, I'm not a feeler, I'm more like logic oriented. Yeah. You know, I live on one side of my brain. I don't, right. I don't live from that place. But you in your descriptive in your description of your book, I, I highlighted this one line. It's very powerful. And I feel like it's sort of a hook for anybody out there to grab a hold of this book. And it's and, and you 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 actually said this, you wrote this. Feelings have a vital place in any believer's life, not just in those who have a more sensitive nature due to their personalities. I think that's right. key. 
is that a lot of people would would say, well, that's not for me. But everybody, I mean, God gave us emotion. That's right. God gave us feeling. And so God wants to speak to the very thing that he gave us. He gave it to us for a reason. And some of us have just suppressed it. Oh, yeah. walked away from it but this book really hopefully and i believe this for anybody out there listening not just the feelers that would say i'm a feeler uh-huh. we're all called to feel and we're all called to discern listen the fruit of the spirit let's you know let, let, let's logically talk about the fruit of the spirit for a moment you're going to talk about love and there's no emotion Dude, what kind of a marriage is that? Absolutely. And there's no emotion. Uh, uh, c- c- could we get real for a moment? Uh, <laughs> how about joy? And it's like this. It's a flat line. Flat line. Well, that yeah. ain't that ain't no joy. Absolutely not. That is no joy at all. And how about a peace? Mm, that's more of a Buddhist piece. That's where you just blank the slate. That's not peace. Peace is a calmness in the midst of a storm. And that isn't only an emotion, but it includes an emotion. And so going on this journey, I, what people might not understand about me is that I am equally as left brain as I am right. I am so scholarly oriented. When I graduated from high school, I had four or five scholarships wow. to universities. I have it, you know, it is this, which part of me do you want to like decipher? You know, I say I play ping pong with myself. You know, it's like, bam, I hit it there and I go down the other end and I'll revelate. And I was like, you know, it's just how God wired me. And I could go in and I could explain that and how I have had to, you know what? There's a reason why I could write this book. Because I had to go on a journey to come at peace with the complexity of how I'm wired. Yeah, totally. And I see that. And I mean, 50 books, 50 books later, no one can say, oh, James is just a feeler. I mean, yeah, you're a feeler, but there's a side of you that's like, you're not living by, if you were living by your feelings, you probably wouldn't finish 50 books. You wouldn't have finished one. You might have started 50 and finished one, you know, (laughs) Uh but I think that like for me watching you and for those of you that don't know, James, like your life is a testimony. I mean, you kind of just alluded to it there. I mean, your journey, you've had to journey many, many challenges and valleys, mountaintops in your life from death, near death, physical, you know, challenges, health challenges, uh, and like, you're just, you're, you're one of those individuals that I, uh, you know, I just want to be around because you can feel the vulnerability, the sensitivity you've been broken. I think yeah. people that have breakthrough and that live in breakthrough have been broken. You can't have a right. breakthrough without a breaking. It's part of the word breakthrough to be perfect. broken is mm-hmm. to allow yourself to have the breakthrough and without brokenness, there's no breakthrough. And I think that 
You exhibit yeah. that. You demonstrate that. But let's dive in okay. a little bit deeper here for a second okay. on, you know, this this whole the whole premise and the focus of today is yeah. how do we now take these the contents of what you're talking about, the substance mm -hmm. of what you're talking about, these six or five different six different senses because you included the mind, the knowing as well. Knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how do we take this now and apply it functionally into right. our marketplace leadership as yep. supernatural leaders? And that's right. easy for you because you have thousands of stories where you yeah. felt the voice of God, you heard the voice of God, you tasted, you touched, you had a sense, a knowing, and then you stepped out and saw the the, the, the outcome of it. I mean, it's mind-blowing. Share some of these stories and give us some actual application to our leadership and our spheres yes but i want people to understand it takes practice though because i can tell you success stories but i can also tell you the scaffolding that i have needed now see in certain parts of di different parts of the world you only in building a house, you only do what's called footings, you know, because um, it's rocky. It's so rocky, you can't do what's called a basement. But where you do go deep and you build a basement, you have to put up scaffolding. And then you pour in the content but not until it dries, it's set up. Then you pull the scaffolding away. Mm, yep. And then you can build. Or, you know, you work with your, you have to put in a firm foundation, in other words. But we all have the process of the scaffolding and I never want to devalue the process of becoming, okay? So I just want anybody that's out there and, and that you can look at someone else as, and use their success as a measuring rod and then comparison, here's a word of wisdom, don't compare. It's one of the worst enemies, and that the enemy uses a magnifying glass of comparison and throw that freaking thing away because comparison is the continuum of a timeline that the enemy uses to try to get you off course yeah. because your timeline and someone else's are not the same having said that you know i was just with uh, uh, um a delightful uh, couple family um this weekend uh actually all this last week and they were sharing you know some good news stories with me but this lady had used to have 100 epileptic seizures a year grandma seizures wow i mean i knew her when she would have bruises all over her body nashville has got tremendous 
um, research hospitals, Vanderbilt. And she had every neurological test that was done. And she would get prayed for and have minor level, you know, um, healing steps forward, but no real breakthrough. And the Lord spoke to her the word on healing, but it was therapeuo, which is like gradual healing. So, but I'll have to speed up the story. So I prayed and prayed and prayed into this. And the Lord gave me some understanding that her healing was going to be for her, but it was going to be more about a breakthrough that was going to be for hundreds of thousands of others and was also going to bring an economic release for her, their family, and to be a marketplace release of income for many, many, many people. So the Lord gave me some understanding and I started speaking in about a scientific um, medical release, hold on, through from very distinct combinations of essential oils. So they listened to these words, but she did her homework. This week, she just got her doctorate in neuromatics as a doctorate in naturopathic medicines. She has also become a number one selling author because of her research. She wow. has launched this business. I prophesied the patents to her. I prophesied she had one scent called Quiet Brain. Folks, it works on how it crosses wow. the pathways of the right and the left brain. She has no more epileptic seizures. Wow. And then I prophesied to her, it's not just one quiet brain. I said, it's three. And she shook her head and she goes, every time you prophesy to me, you give me more work. But they were able to get, she has three now, happy brain, sharp brain, and quiet brain. And they got them all patented. Wow. She's now a wow. doctor, and they just brought in what celebrated $1 million in sales. That's amazing. This all came from marketplace consulting prophetically, and it's helped birth a healing that's releasing multiple healings income and now multiple people being employed and now you know this whole thing is going to like take off like crazy but that's just one example of then taking this hearing god's voice into the marketplace now that's awesome now let's talk about like practically speaking people yeah. are thinking now okay he gets the word what way did you sense 
the word coming? How did you interpret? Give us the how, because I think this is so yeah. important. So you're in a room because everybody, oh. I think you said it earlier and, I, and you read the scripture in Hebrews 5, verse 14. Mm -hmm. um, it's by reason of use oh. that, that those have their senses straight. If you want to train yourself, train your senses, yeah. you have to do it. So it's by reason of use over and over time tested, you know, success, failure, all that. It's all, it all comes together. So you're in this moment, you're applying your own words of your own book. How, yeah. how does it look like? Bring us into James Gall's mind and in his spirit yeah. in this moment. And that's important to acknowledge. It is also study to show yourself approved as a workman unto God. And as John Wimber used to teach us, you learn to give expression listen to this word, to the impression, because sometimes it is going to be a electrifying dream, and you wake up out of it, and it's like, and it sticks with you, and there's other times it's like Elijah in the cave, and it's the still small voice, and it's an, it's as slight as an impression, and you don't want to necessarily overexalt one over the other because they're both important. So this is partially where journaling comes in. Interesting. So, oh, it really is because you see in part, you know in part, and you prophesy in part. And the reality is I get parts. Okay, so just pause there. Okay, just practically, you, you, you just like opened a door. So this is where journaling comes in. Just, just touch on that quickly, explain that, and then go back to the story of how you process this word. Because I get parts. Because I don't get, what I just shared is a storyline. And I get a part here, I get a part there, and I get a part another time. Some I get spontaneously. Some I get because... I file it. I have a Holy Spirit file cabinet. I hope that it's an illustration. Okay, it's an <laughs> illustration. Yeah, That's yeah. not a re it, I mean, I have file cabinets. Okay. I'm sure in your background there, you have a cabinet saying Holy Spirit. And yeah, right. Exactly. Never ending file cabinet. Yeah. But, you know, so that's an old term. Okay. A file cabinet. Oh my gosh, it's like saying <laughs> I have a, you know, a Cardex. Now it's a Holy Spirit cloud. You have a Holy Spirit cloud. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but there's files. And there's some things you don't do anything with immediately. You put the notes in a folder in a file. Because God says he will confirm his word by the testimony of two and three witnesses. So you're compiling evidence. You're compiling evidence because you only get a fragment. You only get a piece. You get another piece. And some things, that's the way, honestly, with me, it works. And I get a piece. And then I'll get another piece. And then there's this other piece over here. And it, it just don't even make any sense to me. But because I have, in that sense, I didn't say yes or no. I filed it in a folder called pending. And I know enough because of experience that I'm not throwing it away. And I know it is going to come into play. 
It is. And believe me, it will. And so don't toss it out. Don't say it's the devil. And don't say it's um, out of timing. No, just put it in a file called pending. And then there is a time and a there is a timing of a matter where it like super glue. And okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna use another illustration. It's like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. You dump it out on the table. Yeah. How do you, Sean, how do you put a puzzle together? I'm not only a puzzle guy, so I, I'm not asking no, the no, wrong no, person. No, 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 this is pretty simple. <laughs> how do you put a puzzle together? You start with the pieces that look like they go together <laughs> and you lay them out. <laughs> what you do is you, you have two piles. You put the straight edge ones over here in one pile. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. See, I was the wrong person to ask that, but if, uh, that, that question. Well, if too. you have kids, <laughs> you work with your kids in doing puzzles. Okay, that's true. Because if I thought about it long enough, I would have got the right answer. But I think yeah, okay. you, you, but, you but asked me on the spot. Okay. So I didn't so know. So let, let me change it from a thousand piece and let's do like okay. uh, a 50 piece big puzzle. But the way you do puzzles, you lay it out. They're all upside down. Everything in life. Hey, folks, I'm doing a parable. And this is going to fit for everybody. Everything is upside down in life. Wow. Yeah. It's so you got to throw and everything is upside down. That's so good. And you're trying to like, and then what are you going to do? You're going to separate everything into two piles. One, what's got an edge on it? And it mm. goes over here into one pile. And then all the other stuff, it's got all the cute little curly cues. They go over to another one. And so here's the key for interpreting revelation and or bringing any framework. Did you get that one? To everything that I was just talking about, how I got understanding for my dear friends to help them launch what is now they're millionaires and they were in poverty well wow. they were in poverty with six or seven kids and they were in poverty with a god call on their life to pastor and they were in poverty and she had a hundred grandma seizures a year and she's an intercessor and he's working three jobs and everything looks upside down. So you separate the cutting edge and these curly Q pieces. And then you frame it out. Well, how? Because then you flip the pieces and then you learn. And so you put the straight edges because you can. And then you get the ones, what? You find the corners. Oh my gosh. And you it's put amazing. the corners, you get yeah. the corners. You can find those corner pieces and there's where you start. And then you get the frame. Because if the picture for your business, because without a vision, you're gonna perish. And so in hearing God, it's the way it works for your business because you've gotta have a vision statement or you're gonna fail. I had an uncle that was in full-time vocational ministry 
for over 60 years. And I was pegged to follow in his footsteps. And he would tell me this. He only gave me one tip. He told me this. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it. So true. It's so simple. Yep. But it marked me. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it. Without a vision, you'll perish. I mean, that's actually business language. Business language one-on-one is what's your vision statement? So what's the picture frame? Apples of gold A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. So you might have the best fruit. You might have the best product, but if you don't know how to frame it, it's going nowhere. Right. And that kind of connects back to what you said about, you know, giving expression to the impression, giving a framework for the mess of the puzzle pieces, giving it body, giving it language, giving it a look. And I think that, you know, the more puzzles you do, the quicker you are at the organization of the startup of getting it set up to begin to build the puzzle. And I think the same thing with the prophetic, it's the voice of God, recognizing the voice of God, you, you, you know, in the very beginning, everything seems messy, you're trying to figure out, interpret all, this, interpret that it's all upside down. But the more you, and it's almost like, you know, my, my daughter, my youngest daughter is four right now. Okay. And so she does puzzles that are like, 50 pieces she does puzzles that are like 25 pieces but she's already learned how to do it according to the measure of of capacity she has right now so now when she does it she's quick almost quicker than me because now her capacity is like it, it like it leans into what's in front of her whereas as she grows as we grow her capacity is going to grow with her so now she'll be used to 100 500 piece puzzles thousand piece puzzles and this all applies to the, the voice of God. And see, these are architects. See, if we really want to develop this whole thing. So good. These are the hope. These are the building blocks for the hope solutionist, the hope architects that the world is waiting for. Yes, they are. Amazing. And so this whole like element, and I'm only share, only shared one story, just you know, because of time, is that they are now postured to offer to the world some solutions that the world and the medical community doesn't even have any answers for. And it's called quiet brain, happy brain, and sharp brain, and it works. And they have multiple problems. Anyway. But it's not only that. Then they use these tools to, frankly, introduce people to Jesus. To That's the, amazing. Because it's, it's kingdom. Yeah. It's kingdom of God. And so you build a frame. But I want to go back to this. Let's listen to this from Proverbs. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold. Now, some people can have great, great, great fruit. But if you don't frame it right, Mm. That fruit can just rot. And it's great fruit. It's awesome. But apples of gold in settings of silver, that's the frame. We've got as, hey, I want to go positive right now. 
God is teaching us how to properly frame the great fruit that he has been building and establishing in our lives. And now he is helping us how to be the architects, the reformer architects, to be able to present the hope solutions in the marketplace, in the government. Man, just two weeks ago, I got caught in, I did get caught in kind of a Holy Ghost whirlwind. And I, but I had written down in a journal beforehand, because I saw God. I had written down in a journal impressions, impressions. But when I stepped into the impressions, see, you got to start somewhere. Yep. When I stepped into the impressions, it's like I went through a door. Hmm. See, People are often waiting for the huge, big downloads. And if you're waiting for the big download, then it says like, you might just be left sitting in the chair. Yep. You've got to do something with what you already have. Yeah, it's like a Kleenex block. So you pull one out and one comes right after, but you got to pull the first one out to get the second one. To get the third one, you got to pull the second one. Exactly. And it goes down the line. But I think one of the things I'd love to just hit really quick, just to, just yeah. to, um, I know, yeah, time and everything, yeah. Just to go a little deeper on this point, though, because I want to, I want to bring some takeaways and practical okay. applications. But yeah. I want to go back to, I don't know, twenty-five-year-old James. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Oh, twenty-five-year-old okay. James for a second, because yeah. I know that when we all begin on our prophetic yeah. journey, and I don't well, know actually, I don't even know when your your journey began in this right. area, but we all in the beginning of our journey don't have the fitly spoken fruit and so we have to almost fail forward in a lot of ways we don't we don't purposely fail to make a statement but we do fail forward it's like riding a bike we fall to 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 ride the bike we we fall to run you know we fall before we walk i want to i want to hide right now okay so so just give us we've heard some of your successes of like where you're at now but that's because of years of by reason of use you've had your senses trained you've learned to trust you've learned to build the scaffolding the framework you the fitly spoken fruit right so now go back to 25 year old james got a lot of passion Got I a lot of <laughs> a lot of encounters. You haven't oh, yeah. had prophetic 101. You mm. haven't had mentoring with James because mm. <laughs> you are James and you're in that process. You haven't had e-courses. There wasn't even a thing called an e-course. And so what did it look like? Maybe give us one quick, like a two-minute, three-minute quick okay. failure moment where you're like, it was a pivotal turning point where you started to realize the value of investing in yourself in this specific area? Well, here's one that is a nightmare. Okay, we'll take the nightmare. It's a night- no, it's a nightmare. And then maybe according to time, I'll tell you one that was a, a lesser nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it was the Jesus people movement. And, you know, we had our small groups and we had our prayer gatherings that were four o'clock uh every day worship and prayer it was such a delight it was amazing 
And then we would gather like once a month for what we called our believers meeting, where we would just worship in prayer. And I was a young elder at like 22 years old, okay? It was the Jesus people movement. So how can you eld at 22? Well, you eld a 18 year old, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's like the reality. And so, you know, so there were no mentors in the prophetic. There were none, zero, zippo. And um, I hadn't met Bob Jones yet. There had not been the fast of 1983 yet. That was a decade yet to come but I would prophesy. I started prophesying before I ever like spoke in tongues. So this goes all the way back to 1972. So that's how long I've been prophesying. So at one of these early Jesus people meetings, you know, and we're worshiping and whatever, and everybody would look at me because I would prophesy, but it was the inspirational gift of prophecy. So anyway, so these were not like high level words of knowledge, you know, but so, but this is a nightmare. Oh my God, it was a big test to me. So the worship pauses and everybody's looking at me and I bubble up the Naba thing. Now you're, you know, you're gonna float. And I say, and out of our innermost being will come forth livers. <laughs> oh my god everybody breaks out in hilarious laughter what you meant to say is rivers and i meant water. to say rivers and i say and out of your innermost being will come forth livers <laughs> of living and i was hoping the floor would open up that there was a hatch escape way and I could go down in it and disappear and everybody's roaring and laughter except for me. And there was a staircase that went upstairs and as a young budding prophetic something elder, I, ran up the stairs. You went into the cave of Adullam. And I <laughs> never came down. And I told God, I resign from this prophetic stuff. Huh? That was the first time I resigned. <laughs> and I did not come down. And I did not come down until everybody left that house. Wow. And then that was my first time I resigned. I said the first time. <laughs> but, the, but like those moments build grit. Those moments build a teaching of perseverance. Those moments oh, yeah. build and, and, and almost they train you in a way. It's like, you know, a father who loves his son will chastise. That word for chastise means child training. It's not like this oh, yeah. slap on the butt. You're a oh, bad that, boy that, that on the naughty list. It's a simple guidance towards success. No, but what it was, was a test. Right. Because I literally went upstairs and I was so humiliated, but it was potty training or, or whatever it was. And, but it was a test of humility. Mm. It was a test of endurance. It was a test of, you know, who am I in this for anyway? And I wanted 
it was the first time. I mean, I just wanted to save face and just like, forget this. And I had a test and I had to make a decision. That's the thing about being tested. We're tested thousands of times in our journey. And, you know, yeah. you've had 50 years, almost coming on next year, 50 years from 1972 yeah. Yeah. until, you know, 2022, 50 years of testing, of yeah. prophesying, of right. learning to feel God's voice, know God's voice in mm -hmm. the marketplace, in the church, mm -hmm. and whatever environment you find yourself yeah. in. So now, you know, for all of us out there that are listening right now, we uh -huh. want to get some takeaways from this conversation. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to encourage all of the listeners to buy the book because I, you know, like the, if it's anything like The Seer, you said it was yeah. kind of like your foundation. The Seer is one of my favorite books. And if anybody's out there that, you know, you want to learn and dive into understanding the voice of God, symbols, numbers, the, you know, repetitious mm -hmm. dreams, like get right. that book, powerful, powerful tool for your tool shed. But we want to promote the feeler and we want to bring some takeaways from today's conversation and how that connects to your new book. Yep. Um, what would you say to the listeners to start, start today? They're going to their business meeting tomorrow. They got to do this presentation mm -hmm. and they're, they're freaking out. They don't know how, you know, they're, they're not sure if this is going to go well, and could God speak to them in their presentation, give them the wisdom, give him, give them the discernment, and maybe right. even give them a prophetic word right. that would literally sell this presentation. That was just an example. But what would you say to that business guy or that person yeah. that's on this journey? Yep. Hey, thank you very much, Sean. And thank you for all the people that are tuning in to this Supernatural Leadership Podcast, which I honestly really recommend. I want you to do this. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, believing he is going to supernaturally guide your steps. There is a test that's there for all of us. I hit it constantly because it's not up to my level of experience or yours. You see, it, isn't, it does matter and it doesn't matter if I have 50 years of experience. Mm -mm. Every time I have a choice, I do not lean on my own understanding. It's whether I'm with billionaires, millionaires, or people in poverty. I have to make a choice because we do lean one way or the other. Which way are we going to lean? Number one, you're going to lean one way or the other, Proverbs says. And it says, don't lean on your own understanding. But what does it say where we are supposed to lean into your heart? Lean not in your own understanding, but trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding, and then acknowledge him in all your ways. And then you can believe for this, but only if you have done those two things. Don't lean simply Make an acknowledgement. I choose today. I choose in that board meeting. I choose in this presentation 
that I am not going to lean even on all of my great education, lack of education, and my preparation. But that doesn't mean you're not supposed to study to show yourself approved or work among the God because you are. But you're number one, you're going to make a choice. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. Number two, I am going to trust in the Lord with all my what? Feeler. Yeah. Feeler. Feeler. Sensitivity. Wow. Heart. Yeah. Mm. With all my heart. Now, that's for all of us. Because Jesus said, we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind, all of it. But the first place we're to do it is our heart. So one, don't lean in your understanding. Do lean by trusting God with all your heart. And then there is a benefit that now you need to number three, believe, but you got to believe it, that he is going to guide your steps. That's amazing. You will do those three steps, bam. That's amazing. You know, I, I think for those listening out there, for most of what God speaks to us, it does not make sense. If not all of it doesn't make sense. And I think what doesn't make sense to us often is what most makes sense to God. And this is the faith journey that we're on until we, you know, come into, like James said, you know, not trusting in our own logic, not trusting mm -hmm. in what makes sense to us, but leaning into him, mm -hmm. trusting him, believing in him. We're not going to walk that straight path like Proverbs 3 says mm -hmm. and journey this supernatural leadership journey. So I want to encourage you, the business guy out there, the government worker out there, whoever you are listening right now, you're going into this meeting tomorrow, today, next week, next month, like position yourself to hear, position yeah. yourself to get a hold of what God wants for you for that meeting, for that thing that you're presenting, for that new project. And one of the ways you position yourself is by simply having an open mind and open heart by mm -hmm. inviting God into the process. A yeah. lot of us don't want to invite God into our careers, our businesses, meetings. We don't think he cares. He actually cares a lot more than we realize and mm -hmm. wants everything you do to give him glory, to give him honor. That's why we do this yeah. this 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 whole podcast is to help the leader become more supernatural like daniel was he wasn't right. just a good integral trustworthy faithful man of god he was all those things but he was a man of the supernatural it was the supernatural experiences endeavors you know moments that daniel had that really brought the greatest promotion to his life and my hope for you the leader out there is that in this next season of your life some of the greatest promotion would yeah. come as a result of leaning into supernatural moments like these so i want to encourage everyone listening buy this new book the feeler um check it out on godencounters.com or you can buy it on Amazon as well. And all of James's stuff is mentoring programs, his e-courses, get a, get a hold of some of his videos. He has weekly online programs that you can tune into him uh, on and follow him on, follow him on social media. I know that this man and the contents and of the stuff that he shares will bless and strengthen your leadership. Well, that's it for today. 
Thank you so much, James Gall, for being with us. And I want to say a special thank you for those listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. My name is Sean Gaby, and my hope is that the leader within you become a little more supernatural. See you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.